Welcome to Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. Greg Richard, joined today by Judy Sharp. Great to see you back with us, Judy. Oh, thank you very much, Greg. I thought after you had Scott, you might have given me the sack. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Judy, what have you got for us today? Oh, look, a lot of things to talk about. Um, I took a drive, ran Memorial Drive, to go into the city uh, during the week. Yep. Mm, yep. Monday. What day? Oh, no, no. It must, have been. <laughs> it must have been over the weekend. Anyway, I drove up uh, Parkway Avenue and I would like to suggest to any any listeners that they do a drive up there. It is absolutely beautiful at the moment. The Indian hawthorn is all out in flower in that area. Yeah, right, okay. And it is worth a drive. It does prove that you can grow plants near the sea. Well, there you go. With success. Can you go through and snip a couple off as well or can't you uh, Look, they're very slow growing. Uh, any you look at uh, in that area would have been planted many, many years ago. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Yeah, but while you think of snipping a bit oh, off. Oh, you could take a few, bit off if you wanted to, couldn't you? <laughs> and, and a few people do that still, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they probably do, but they would wait till it finishes flowering. Right, okay, so wait till it finishes. Yeah. And we've got Joan from East Maitland, and she's looking at what she can plant in her front garden, which is placing, facing south. Hello, Joan. How are you? Um, well, thank you, Judy. And yourself? Oh, fighting fit and loving being here with this young man. He's always good fun. Oh, now, careful, careful. <laughs> <laughs> it was nearly late for work, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> That's not what I rang for. Okay. What, what's your right. problem then, okay. Joan? So I've got a front yard facing south. Yes. No morning sun whatsoever. No morning sun, right. Summer or winter. Right. Very hot afternoon with sun in the summertime. Right. And it, what were you looking for, do you think? Just something, if I could get a bit of cover, if possible. Um, roses, lavender or whatever. No roses, no lavender. Right. Okay, so we yes. could try clivia. Right. Mine are out in flower at the moment. I have the yellow one and it's stunning. Good, okay. So that will definitely grow there for you. Yes. And uh, look, also, I've had a lot of success with Sasanqua camellias in that kind of position. Oh, right, you are, yes. And also gardenias. Right. Uh, that's in my own garden, so I can vouch yes. for that. Uh, Good. And my, um, my house actually faces south, so I get okay. all the nasty, nasty, pasty weather. Yes, it's very hard, isn't it? It is, but yes. clivia is definitely, definitely. Yes. Camellia, Camellia and gardenia. And gardenia. Will that give you a nice little choice there? Appreciate that very much, Judy. Thank you. you. You're welcome, Joan. Thank you. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye. So we got a Camilla, oh, sorry, Helen on the line before from Bonalds Bay, and she's got some Camellia bud problems. Judy, what do you reckon they might be? Look, generally at this time of year, uh, if they're planted in the wrong position mm -hmm. and they are camellia japonicas, sometimes they need what, what we call disbudding. Right. If you get a big cluster of buds together, uh, they go brown and they don't open. So if it is a, um, a camellia japonica, which it would be now because the sasanquas are nearly finished, uh, it probably needs disbudding. Okay, so how do you do that? You just look at them and say, well, I'm sorry. You <laughs> you look at them, you stand back and you look at them and say, look, I'm sorry, mate, but you're off. Boom. Okay, right. Well, we might have Helen with us now. Helen. <laughs> 
Hello, how are you? Well, thanks, Helen. Did you hear that story? <laughs> no, I missed it because I got cut off. <laughs> oh, gee, I tell you Never what. Never mind. <laughs> oh, modern technology, dear. We don't, we don't need it. Um, we don't, that's right. So tell me, are you camellia buds browning and not opening? Yes, that's right, and the leaves are now starting to go a bit yellow. Right, okay. Now, is it a japonica? You know, the big, big flower, not a sasanqua. I don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it meant to be flowering now? Yes, it is. Well, yes. that's a japonica. Right. Now, okay. uh, when you look at it, have you got multiple buds all clustered together? No, just one bud on each stem. Oh, you haven't had much luck, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can you tell me what colour it is? Pink. Pink. Yes. Now, pink's generally easy to open. Is it in the full sun? Yes, it is. Well, it might be a variety that doesn't like the full sun. Right. Is it okay. too old to move? No, it's not. It's probably about three years old. Okay, well... If you could safely dig around it and not, you know, damage the roots, I'd mm -hmm. look for a morning sun position. Okay, right. Okay, Is yes. Is that possible? I can try, yes, exactly, yeah, right. Okay. And um, after it seems like it's settled in for a little while, it's time to give it some cow manure. Cow manure, okay. Cow manure, okay. Right. All right, thank, thank you, Judy, thank you. Let us know how it goes. Okay, thank you. Bye. 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 It's Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. If you've got a question, 49216216. And Cheryl from Caves Beach. I'm not sure she's being serious, but she wants to know when you're writing a book. Hello, Cheryl. How are you? She's not with us. She just asked that question before. Oh, so. she just asked the question. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Well, uh, Greg, I'm not scotting, but I couldn't tell you how many times I've been asked <laughs> that in my lifetime. Uh and when I was writing for the newspaper, the people used to collect them and make them into book form. Oh, righto. Yeah. Well, they've basically already done it, then. Well, yes, I, you know, but how interesting would a gardening book be these days? I'm sure there's people out there would be, would be loving it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm, and, you know, I'm computer literate, so I could sit down and write something. And start typing away. Yeah, and start typing away. So, Cheryl, thank you very much for the call. Uh, I'll give it serious thought, <laughs> but I've been thinking about it for a lot of years now, trust me. <laughs> it's Gardening Talk back on to when you are your family. And we've got Mark from New Lambton and his lily please have got some stuff on them and you might think you might have to replace them. Oh, let's not hesitate. Let's not race in, Mark. We'll hesitate for a minute. Let's tell me, tell me what the stuff looks like, darling. It's a um, like a white sack all over the uh, the new shoots and they're curling. It's um, good by neighbours lilypilly that we've had there probably oh, eight or ten years now. Right, it could be white woolly scale. Okay, so I've tried white oil and I've tried um, uh, some other herbicide, bofrin or something like that. No, well you know what you need to get. Um, Malathon and white oil yeah. mixed together. Oh, okay. Okay, so the um, white oil uh, melts it and the malathon kills the uh, little bug that's underneath it. Uh, right, but if I was to uh, pull them out now, they're 
they're, they're facing basically south, and it was a picket fence, but uh, it's going to be replaced with a colourbond fence. Uh, I'd like to see if I could put something in its place that would probably grow to about two metres, three metres or something like that. Oh, right. OK. Well, look, um, of course, you'll put new soil in there and yeah. uh, just keep your eye on the rest of your garden because that um, particular scale is very hard to get rid of. So okay. check your other plants, uh, replace yep. the soil, and how high would you like something to grow? Oh, two to three metres, possibly. Uh, does it have to like flower? Like a hedge sort of thing. Oh, it'd be nice if it had a flower, but um, because it faces south, I'd say the flowers would be dominantly on the northern side. Would that be right? No, look, you could grow the Sanqua camellias there. Okay. Yeah. They they take the sun or the shade, so that's the beauty of them. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And um, and they're easy to grow. They love a dose of cow manure. So when they yeah. finish flowering each season, you give them cow manure. Uh, and they just finished flowering now, have they? They have just yeah. finished flowering now. Yeah, okay. But I'm sure wherever you go to... Um, buy some, they'll have a coloured label on them. Yeah, so about four four metres garden bed, so would I need two or three? Um, I think you'd need three and yeah, it depends okay. how impatient you are. If it was me, yeah. I'd be putting four in. <laughs> and do you, do you need to uh, trim them? To, in, to oh, you can them hedge them. You can hedge them. Yeah. I have them okay. hedged down my drive but then in my yeah. garden itself, I just let them free free grow. Yeah, okay. But All right. it sounds yeah. if it's going to be against a fence, you might want to hedge them. Yeah, well, we won't see the first uh, metre and a half, I guess, because that's the fence height. And then after that, we'll try and hedge them and wait till they grow up a bit. Yeah, yep. No, look, that uh, look, it's a, a wonderful plant. Honestly, Mark, I've had them in every garden I've ever owned. Yeah. Well, we had some uh, gardenias, but they got that uh, that black stuff all over the uh, stem and the leaves. Yeah, well, that's and, sooty uh, mould, sort of, and the yeah, ants carry of, that on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened was uh, it started to stain the um, veranda. Uh, we, we got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you could have treated them. <laughs> I try. I tried treating them, but uh, yeah, to no avail. It's like the, uh, the sooty mould that. Uh, very difficult to get rid of, and the same as those uh, little white things. I'm finding it difficult to get rid of them as well. Yeah, well, those little white things, if it's the one I'm thinking of, they are difficult to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of goes at it, and they seem to just keep hanging around. Yeah. They drop off, like you say, but, uh, yeah, they're persistent. No, but the problem is you haven't been putting the malath on him with the white oil. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so... Um, that's a little clue for next time in case it turns oh, up anywhere else in the garden. Thanks very much, Judy. You're quite welcome, Mark, and good luck with all that. It sounds like a lot of hard work okay. to me. <laughs> well, it's getting those uh, eight-year-old uh, lily pillies out of the ground can be the hard part. It is. You sure you can't save them? Um, I possibly could fit one camellia in between them. <laughs> Yeah, well, you'd have to get rid of that white woolly scale first. Oh, definitely. Yep. Definitely need to get rid of that. Yep. All right. I'll okay. try Malathon. Malathon and white oil mixed together. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for the call.
Thank you, Mark. We've got John now from Walls End, and he's got a question about fruit fly. Oh, hello, John. Well, we're in spring, and they'll probably be around. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah. A few, a few weeks back, you said Malathon and Vegemite. Oh, yes, that's one of my old tricks. <laughs> yep. It's, look, it's what, quite... are the, what are the quantities? Look, there's no quantity. <laughs> um, but have are they for tomatoes and you've got steaks in them? No, necrons. Oh, no, that's my recipe for tomatoes when you've got a steak. You mix up um, uh, the malathon yep. and the Vegemite and you make a paste and just paint it on. It doesn't matter how oh, much okay. either one you put in. Yep. Um, All right. People always ask me how much exactly, but it's so you've got a paintable paste. All right. You could try that on the nectarines, but you might be better, I think, to buy a, a few of the uh, traps. The traps. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. No, well, that's, um, well, that's handy to know about tomatoes as well. So oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Particularly okay. if you want to grow the nice big cross lizzies. Yeah, got cross lizzies in. Oh, well, there you go. Quick, <laughs> get the malathon and, the, and uh, the Vegemite out. How well do they grow in greenhouses? Like, I've uh, recently had to move my garden because of the uh, in-law or the daughter building a granny flat where my garden used to be. So I bought a, um, like, a proper greenhouse. Yep, yep. Um, clear, clear walls, clear roof, all the rest of it. Um, and I've made that now my garden, um, which I grow tomatoes, lettuce, beetroots, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's the cross lizzies grow all right in a green room like that? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely, yep, yep. So definitely. It a little bit spindly, that was all. Oh, look, you might have to uh, trim back the growth, yeah. you yep. know, to uh, keep them thickened up, but when you oh. think about um, in England and Europe... Everything's grown in, well, I suppose, yeah, in, in, in greenhouses green and, yeah. and they whip them out in spring and including the red geraniums that everyone comes back and says, oh, I want those red geraniums like they've got over there. But mm. they're all grown in glass houses. In glass houses. Mm. All right. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Sorry, Jed. Okay. Good luck with no. that, John. So do you still have the place at Merriweather? No, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yep. Yes, yep. no, no. That um, that went right. along with me. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I did discover a little nursery the other day, yeah. which I was really pleased about. Is that all right if I just mention that, Greg? Yeah, I don't think you can on air, but... Oh, okay, right, yeah. Suburb? Well, um, uh, Highfields. Highfields, okay. Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about anyway, yep. Okay, yeah. Go and have a look. I've got a surprise. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We've got Jodie from Adamstown, and she's got fig leaves dropping off. I have indeed, yes. So my plant, I've had it for about six months. It's quite large, or it was, and now all of a sudden it's just turned brown on the leaves and they just fall off. And it's got kind of the little cotton woolly sort of things in the corner. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Now, Jodie, what kind of fig is it? Can you tell me that? The fiddle leaf. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, fiddle leaves can be very naughty during winter. Okay. Have you had it inside or outside? Yeah. No, it's inside. Yeah. yeah. Look, they can be very naughty. and They go brown and then the leaf finally drops off. Uh, mm. But with that little white thing, yeah. you, you could have mealy bug there. Oh, okay, I thought so. 
yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know what you've got to do, white oil and malathion. Yep, white oil, yep. Now, what? do I um, cut the stem off it? Because now it's sort of all the leaves have fallen off the top part. There's only half the leaves on the bottom, which I think they're eventually going to fall off probably. But do I chop the, do I cut the stem off? Or it just... would, no, it won't hurt no? to cut the stem off. Yep, okay. Yep, uh, so it might stimulate silly. some new growth. Yep. You might get shoots coming out of the side, but you've got to get mm-hmm. rid of those bugs. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so what do I, where do I put that white oil? All over, all over it, all yep, over yep, it, and yep. um, even water some through the soil. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, yep, because yep. mealybugs are very, very nasty little fillers. Mm. They hide. Right, yes. But yes. you would find, too, coming out of winter, uh, the fiddle leaf fig can be a problem. Okay. Yeah, right. but don't plant yep. it in the garden, would you? No, 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 I won't. No, <laughs> staying in the pot. No, all good. Thanks very much for your help, Okay, Judy. you're Have welcome, Jody. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. We've got Doug now from Dungog, and he's got a question about native bees. Oh, hello, Doug. How are you? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yes, native bees. I've, I've had an interest in native bees for a long time, um, but I think what's really highlighted is the varroa mite and yep. the fact that um, spring is here at the moment. We've got a liquid amber tree. I've got a lime tree. I've got some bottle brush and a uh, 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 yeah, some other other plants. I just can't remember the name of the crepe myrtle. That's the one, and and mulberry trees. And usually at this time of year, the buds are out. You're normally swarmed with with honeybees. And, of course, I think we're in the zone where they've all gone. So um, I was just wondering, now's probably a good time, probably good from my perspective, bad from a financial perspective, of trying to get hold of native bees. Native bees, yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm not too sure. Perhaps you'd do the old Google trick. Right. Um, I don't know of anyone that actually sells them. Uh, I do know of one man who's well-known around Newcastle, who writes for the um, Newcastle Herald, and he's always had native bees ever since I've known him. Right. Um, but So you must be able to... Why, why I'm telling you that is they must be readily available. Yes, because I, I know that they can be a little bit um, uh, peculiar to different areas, and I know around particularly our area you can't really rob any honey from them. Um, because in winter time they usually don't have enough to, to forage, but um, but yeah, just for for our own, I guess, um, self-centred pollination. Yes, for your cross pollination, no, definitely. Mm. But I'm I'm sure, Greg, would you agree? Maybe Google. Yeah, Google probably your best bet, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, okay. I, I'm sorry, I can't give you any more info than that, darling. But um. Uh, no, that's, that's fine. If you don't ask, you don't find out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should start selling them. I, every, it breaks your heart to see them, all the the bees just getting exterminated, doesn't it? It really does. Mm. And, and and I really don't think people realise the, the full ramifications of all of that. Mm. Um, I mean, you get people like, I think it's, is it Ricardo's up at Port Macquarie Way up there somewhere that, that have a huge hydroponic setup that's basically all indoors and I'm sure um, I don't know whether they use native bees or honeybees but they would have to do something for propagation you wouldn't walk around hand pollinating all of that sort of stuff No you Uh, wouldn't but um, mind you I've known a lot of people that do hand pollinate mm. 
Okay. Yeah, but um, I think I'd be chasing up the native bees, and particularly if you've got bottle brush, because they'll love it. Mm, yeah, no, I've got several good bottle brush trees in the yard. There's heaps of wattle birds and uh, that sort of thing in there all the time, and uh, and the corellas and the rosellas, but anyway. <laughs> let's, let's see how you go. Do you want to ring us back next week, Doug, and let us know how you got on? All right, I'll certainly try. Thank, Thank you, you. that would be wonderful. Anyway. You You're guys welcome. have a good day. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on Sue and URFM. Just before we get to our last couple of calls, we've got an qu- answer actually for getting bees. You can get bees from the Hunter Valley Bee Society at the Botanic Gardens. That's probably the best place to, to start, I guess. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? I'm glad someone rang in and let us know that. Mm. Um Probably ring the botanical gardens as the way to go and see. Uh, go from there. Yeah, go for there. Don't worry about Googling. <laughs> We've got Bride now from Stroud. And it doesn't sound very good. He's got lots of fruit tree issues. Oh, Brian, that sounds sad. Well, it's not sad yet, Judy, but I've just had uh, inherited some peach trees. They're about five foot high and a magnificent bloom this year, covered in bloom and honeybees. Uh, but I know it's going to be a fight to get to the end. I've now got leaf curl, uh, which I'll buy a spray for leaf curl. I've probably got to get a fly trap. Is that right? What else am I going to encounter? Oh, look, fly traps are hard to beat. You know, and you you want a couple in each tree. Okay, that was what I was going to ask. A couple in each tree. Yep. They come with bait, do they? Sorry, do they? Come with bait. Oh, yes, they do, and they're very good because you can re-buy the bait so you don't have to buy the little container again. Okay, so I'll spray the leaf curl, and I've got a lot of fruit, probably half inch long. Um, I'll get the two traps per tree. What's the next one that's going to get me? Birds, I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a problem, this gardening, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's about all you can do, to be honest. Right, Well, okay. you know, you can't spray with the nasties anymore, so um, the um, the traps are the best thing to go for. Traps and the leaf curl spray? Yeah. Right, Okay, well, see how we go. Thanks okay. very much, Jim. Oh, well, you, yep. were, you were more helpful to me. <laughs> <laughs> We've got David now from Waters Bay. He's got a question about curl grub. Oh, hello, David. Those nasty little things. Hello, Judy. Oh, white with a black head, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Oh. And they curl up, and but, but I've, I've dusted the surface a number of times in the garden. It's in the garden, sorry, not in the lawn, in the yep. garden. Yep. Um, about the only thing that's surviving, the geisha girls are under pressure. Uh, but the lavender, they don't. They don't like the roots of the lavender, I, I, I um, oh, that's, understand. that's good. Interesting to know. Well, it's the only colour in my garden at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, what you need to use? You need, you need carbaryl. Right, yes. And you water yes. that through the soil. Right. And you might have to redo it again in 10 days' time because they have, hatch out pretty quick. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we found sometimes that it's better just to dig the hole. You know, they love to get in beds where you've got annuals growing. Right. So sometimes right. I just dug the bed out and and it's dreadful because they, you know, it's disgusting how many are in there. Sure is, and what size they are. Oh, 
they make you from, shiver. <laughs> from, mum and, from mum and dad, so I half your little fingernail. Yeah, so that's why they've got to be hit with carbaral. Let's kill them. Carbaral, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, yep. that's okay. definitely the answer. That's, that's just what I wanted to know. Thanks very much, Judy. You're quite welcome. Thank you, David. Bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Quickly got it time for one more. We've arrived from Spears Point. He's got a question about bromeliads. Bromeliads. Hello, Rod. I haven't had a question about bromeliads for a while. How are you going, Judy? Um, I just want to know uh, what's the best thing to fertilise them. Can you fertilise them? Oh, yes, you could, but I'd just use a slow release or just yep. some flourish. Flourish? Buy, buy flourish for flowering and that'll do the job for you. Yeah, they just start to look a bit, um, you know, like... It's sad, um, yeah. Yeah, so I just didn't know whether you could fertilise them or not, that's all. No, definitely can, but go for flourish for um, flowering. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Judy. Thank you for the call, Rod. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Rod. Well, Judy Sharp, well, we're just about running out of time for Gardening Talkback. We didn't even get to your big list as well. No, we didn't, and, and it's an interesting list today. We might have to keep it for next week. Can it last for next week? Oh, definitely. <laughs> we might have to do that. Judy Sharp, thank you very much. We'll catch you again next, Thanks, next Monday from 12. Yes, definitely. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.